Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about another of my favourite TV shows, um, and that is the one and only American TV series, Lost. Uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, the story of Lost, uh, the overall premise, I'm going to be talking about the characters, I'm going to be talking about uh, what um, initially drew me to it and what kept me hooked uh, for the entirety of uh, the six seasons that comprised uh, the series and uh, I hope you like what you hear so as I was saying uh, today I'm going to be talking about uh, one of my favorite TV shows uh, and that is the TV series Lost Uh, And if you're not familiar with uh, Lost, it was uh, an American uh, drama television series that originally aired on ABC from September the 22nd, 2004 to May the 23rd, 2010. Uh, It spanned for six seasons, comprising a total of 121 episodes. Uh, The show contained uh, elements of supernatural and science fiction. Uh, and it followed the survivors of a commercial jet airliner uh, that was flying between Sydney in Australia to Los Angeles in the United States uh, after the plane crashes on a mysterious island somewhere in the South Pacific Ocean. The story uh, is told in a heavily serialized manner. Episodes typically uh, featured a primary storyline set on the island augmented by a flashback or a flash forward sequence which provided additional insight into the the uh, involved characters and uh, their stories. Uh, Lost was created by uh, Jeffrey Lieber, J.J. Abrams and Damon Lindelof who shared uh, story writing credits for the pilot episode which J.J. Uh, Abrams directed um, and throughout the show's run Uh, Damon Lindelof and uh, Carlton Cuse served as showrunners and head writers, working together with many other executive producers and writers. Um, Due to its large ensemble cast and the cost of filming primarily on location in Oahu in uh, Hawaii, the series was one of the most expensive on television. Uh, with the pilot alone costing 14 million dollars. The fictional universe and the mythology of Lost were expanded upon by a number of related media, most importantly a series of short mini-episodes called uh, The Missing Pieces and a 12-minute epilogue titled The New Man in Charge. Uh, It's regularly been 
uh, ranked uh, by critics and fans of one of the uh, the greatest television series of all time. Uh, the first season had a mes- an estimated average um, 16 million viewers per episode on ABC, and during its sixth and final season, the show averaged over 11 million US viewers per episode. Um, and that's the introduction. And uh, from my personal perspective, um, as I was saying, from the minute that I watched Lost, I was absolutely hooked beyond uh, beyond comprehension. Uh, I have to say, um, as soon as I watched the uh, the, the pilot, and uh, and we, I. I and uh, everyone watching it uh, were introduced to um, the character uh, of uh, Jack Shepard, Dr. Jack Shepard, when his eye suddenly opened, um, when he was, when we see him and he's lying on his back um, in the middle of this um, bamboo uh, forest, Um, he's wearing a suit. Uh, we have no idea who he is. We have no idea where he is. We just know that he's in some kind of pain. Something, um, uh, something's happened to him. Um, and then we catch a glimpse of a golden retriever, uh, who we later discover's name is Vincent, and he comes up to. He's watching uh, Jack Shepherd. Um, then he uh, goes over to Jack and um, kind of uh, um, makes him get up and back on his feet um, and that's what precipitates uh, Jack deciding to uh, to leave where he uh, where he was lying uh, where we immediately see him and start um, rushing out of the, the 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 jungle the the forest where he finds himself and then uh, rushing uh, towards uh, a beach and uh, and it's uh, in between that that um, we get the first flashback of uh, the series and it flashes back to um, a time not that uh, long before um, when we see Jack. Uh, we flash back to um, a time when uh, Jack is on a uh, uh, an airliner. He's on um, an oceanic flight. Um, in fact, it's specifically Oceanic Flight 815. He's being served by a uh, an air stewardess um, who uh, gives him some extra alcohol um, uh, because she likes him and. Uh, they automatically have a uh, an immediate uh, connection with one another, and um, Jack's just uh, enjoying the the flight seemingly, and uh, he has a, a brief conversation with an African American woman um, who is waiting for her husband to come back from the bathroom, uh, whose name is Rose. We discover later on, um, and. Uh, we everything seems normal uh, it's a normal flight and then there's some turbulence and then um, uh, the fashion seatbelt uh, signs come on 
and then there is a, a massive jolt um, and then the the airliner um, uh, appears to be in serious trouble gas masks uh, start falling from the from the roof of the airliner and uh, Jack puts one on uh, Rose puts one on and then we flash back to the present um, back to the uh, the island where uh, or to the, the beach where Jack finds himself and then he goes around the corner and then we're presented with um, a scene of absolute uh, disaster and carnage and we see multiple pieces of a, a jet airliner strewn across a, uh, a sandy beach uh, there are people uh, lying um, beneath some of the uh, beneath some of the, uh, the parts of the, the aircraft the, uh, the fuselage uh, you see fires going off you see um, the, uh, the engines are still going uh, one of the wings and um, oh it's just an absolute uh, chaotic uh, disaster and um, even from that uh, that first instant um, when Jack sees um, everything that's going on the disaster zone uh, his instincts as a, as a doctor just um, uh, come into focus and he just immediately starts to act on instinct and he starts uh, helping people and um, rushing around from person to person and trying to help them in any way that he can and uh, um, he, he runs into uh, this uh, blonde haired young woman um, who we learn afterwards his name is uh, Claire uh, and who he has a personal connection to but we don't find out that until later on in the series but uh, uh, she doesn't know him he doesn't know her uh, but she's pregnant. That's one of the the um, the shocking things is that she's she was on uh, this uh, she was on the same plane as Jack um, uh, that had uh, crashed, seemingly crashed. She's pregnant. She seems to be in some kind of trouble, and Jack is just uh, calling out and asking people to to help and assist and. He just takes over. He's immediately the uh, the alpha male, and uh, we're in automatically introduced to the hero of the the series from uh, from the from the get go. And uh, he's just rushing around, still wearing his suit and tie, and um, trying to help as many people as he can. And we're introduced to some of the the main cast members as we go along, um, as he goes from person to person. Uh, uh, we've got uh, Hurley and um, then um, uh, John Locke um, and yeah he, go, he meets a lot of the people who are going to be very prominent um, Boone Carlisle um, and uh, all these people are going to be, um, become prominent uh, throughout the first season of the show and throughout the entirety of the show and um, their importance to the uh, the overriding um, uh, story of the show uh, becomes uh, told as they uh, as they go along. Um, but 
it's such the way that it was directed by J.J. Abrams is just uh, it's so frenetic, but it's so way well paced, um, and you, you learn a lot of information about people immediately just from watching them and seeing uh, how they react to to what's going on. Um, but the the pilot is just. Uh, um, is just our introduction, this first teaser uh, scene uh, when we see Jack rushing, first of all rushing through the, the jungle and then onto the, uh, onto the beach and then encountering this disaster zone uh, of the, the plane that who he's just on more or less and people trying to, um, you know, uh, try and do the best they can and um, Throughout the the first uh, few episodes of the the series, um, they're trying to find a way to communicate with the outside world. Um, uh, a, a small group, Jack and uh, the character of um, Kate and um, and Charlie uh, uh, set off um, to go and find the cockpit of the aircraft. To see if they can um, try and um, get a, a radio signal uh, and contact someone on the outside by using uh, a radio that might, might be in the in the cockpit, um, and then they they go there and they they find uh, the pilot still sitting in his uh, in his seat in the cockpit, uh, and then um, they hear uh, this noise of some this. Uh, what they believe is some kind of creature, this kind of monstrous um, sound of something, and they take refuge within the within the cockpit, but uh, they're seemingly attacked. And uh, then the pilot, who they've uh, met, uh, gets ripped from the uh, out of uh, the uh, the cockpit, out of the window, and killed. Uh, and Jack and Kate and Charlie are left shocked um they retrieve uh a, a portable radio from their um from the cockpit but and they then they, they go back to uh back to the camp um of where uh the the survivors of uh, oceanic flight 815 are still there around among, among the uh, among the the broken uh fuselage um where there are uh bodies still within in still inside um people who didn't survive um and um they're just waiting around people are just waiting around and um then they they all try to find a way to get this radio working and and that's just the pilot basically um but unfortunately they don't find out they they can't they find out that they can't communicate with the outside world, they hear this repeating uh, broadcast um, every now and again uh, of this uh, this woman speaking French, and um, they have no idea who this person is, what this person uh, um, is saying initially, and then um, one of the uh, the the survivors, uh, Shannon Rutherford, um, she's able to understand French, and she. Um, she uh, translates it into 
something uh, along the lines of uh, I'm so alone, I'm alone and that's the only transmission and throughout the, the first series they're basically just trying to they're getting to know one another on an interpersonal level and through the the uh, the art of uh, flashbacks throughout every episode every episode has a, um, a specific individual flashback of uh, an individual uh, character uh, one of the main cast um, and it goes to all of the um, all of the cast um, from Matthew Fox uh, who plays uh, Jack Shepard um, who's a troubled surgeon uh, who has uh, problems um, he was on his way back from Australia in fact and he was bringing the the uh, the body of his father who had died in Australia back with him um, we find out more about uh, Kate Austin who's played by Evangeline Lilly uh, who's a, um, a, a fugitive who's been on the run um, Jorge Garcia plays uh, Hugo Hurley Reyes uh, who is a uh, as described as an, an unlucky lottery winner he won the lottery but um, around him uh, seemingly unlucky uh, occurrences happen uh, we get introduced to Josh Holloway's character uh, James Sawyer Ford who is a, uh, a con man um, we get introduced to Ian Summerholder uh, who plays Boone Carlisle um, who is uh, the, the CEO of his mother's uh, wedding business um, we get introduced to Maggie Grace who is Boone's uh, uh, stepsister Shannon Rutherford um, who is a uh, dance teacher um, we get introduced to Harold uh, Perrineau uh, who uh, plays uh, Michael Dawson uh, who's a construction worker and a, an aspiring artist and we also get introduced to his son Walt Lloyd played by uh, Malcolm David Kelly um, and um, we get introduced to uh, Terry O'Quinn's character uh, who is a uh, mysterious uh, John Locke who is a very important character in um, the series of Lost because uh, uh, at one point uh, he was um, he was pushed out of a window and uh, left uh, seemingly paralyzed he was uh, um, he was confined to a wheelchair for uh, uh, for some time um, but then when he finds himself on the island this mysterious island um, he's able to walk miraculously and um, uh, in the in the context of the story of Lost um, we have two stories running, running alongside one another you have uh, the story of the man of uh, the man of religion uh, the man of faith and you have the man of science and uh, John Locke represents the man of faith and uh, Jack Shepard represents the man of science and um, those two characters John Locke and Jack Shepard uh, often come uh, up against one another because they have opposing uh, belief systems uh, about life um, but 
being on the island tests them both, tests their beliefs in many different ways. And uh, it's, very, it's very entertaining, very um, enthralling to see them um, going through their own personal journeys. Um, uh, we get introduced to uh, Naveen Andrews' character, um, Saeed Jahar. Uh, Gerard, and uh, he plays a, a former Iraqi Republican guard. Um, and we get introduced to Emily DeRaven's character, uh, uh, Claire Littleton, uh, who is an uh, Australian mother-to-be. And as I alluded to earlier, she's secretly um, Jack Shepard's uh, half-sister. Uh, but they don't become uh, aware of that fact until later on in the series. Uh, we get introduced to Yeonjin Kim's character, uh, uh, Sun Hua Kwan, uh, who's the daughter of a powerful and incredibly wealthy Korean businessman and mobster. Uh, we get introduced to Daniel Day Kim, uh, who is uh, her husband and uh, her father's uh, enforcer and uh, he plays uh, Jin Su Kwan and we also get introduced to Dominic Monaghan who plays the English ex-rock star um, who is also a, a recovering uh, drug addict uh, who, who's, uh, whose name is Charlie Pace and um, over the uh, as I was saying, over the course of the first season, um, we get to discover more about these people through uh, flashbacks. Um, and the first season is um, is basically a mystery. Uh, it's basically the mystery of um, how uh, the people on Oceanic Flight 815 um, survived, why they survived, uh, why they are there. And where they are, because um, they they have no idea who they uh, were brought there by. Um, that is only um, really revealed later on in the series. Um, they did, um, they discover that uh, the that their plane didn't just um, crash by accident. That it was um, brought down by a an electromagnetic discharge by a uh, by a power source that is on the island um, that uh, is has been brought under control for many years uh, for I think about thirty years up to this point, uh, but on that day um, they. Uh, there was an electromagnetic discharge um, that wasn't controlled and this electromagnetic discharge uh, was able to affect Oceanic Flight 815 as it was flying over and it was able to split the plane into three parts uh, the cockpit, the, the fuselage and the tail and each part of the plane landed in different uh, parts of uh, the island um, the the, uh, the 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 cockpit landed further into the island. Uh, the fuselage landed on the beach, 
um, and the tail landed uh, in the ocean um, uh, as it was passing over the over the island and um, it's a total mystery they, there's this monstrous sound this black smoke monster that they keep seeing that they they don't know whether it's uh, mechanical in nature whether it's um, uh, whether it's biological um, they don't know what it is but it's very mysterious very supernatural um, and throughout the the first series the first season the characters are just uh, learning to adapt to where they are and they're just trying to make the best that they can with what they've got um, but towards the end of the season they discover uh, this hatch um, they don't know where it leads to um, but um, a lot of the the last uh, few episodes of the first season uh, are um, revolve around trying to find a way into this uh, hatch that uh, uh, John Locke discovers and he tries to get into initially with uh, Charlie Pace but uh, it comes to a point where he has to reveal it to, uh, to Jack and to Kate and to the other members of the uh, of the survivors and at that uh, while they're doing that um, the characters of uh, Michael uh, Dawson and um, and Jin and um, and uh, Saeed um, construct a uh, construct a um, a boat a um, a raft to try and find a way off the island and well they're trying to find a way off to try and bring back um, people to the island so they, they can the survivors can be saved um, while they go off on their own um, uh, Jack and uh, John Locke and Kate they try to get inside the hatch and um, and going in and they meet they they are successful in blowing the hatch and finding their way in and then into the second season we find out that um, deep within the hatch, uh, the hatch is actually um, the hatch to a bunker that has been there for many years. Um, that was one of the bunkers uh, created and built by um, an organisation called the Dharma Initiative. And they were on the island many years ago. They set up many different bunkers, many different sizes, all focusing on many of the individual um, characteristics uh, and the many different phenomenon um, that uh, uh, people encountered on the island and the, the main function of these bunkers was to investigate these phenomenon um, and the, the hatch that uh, the, the survivors blow uh, was the hatch to station called the swan and as i said it was that was uh it that was constructed to help control a the electromagnetic uh energy that was being generated from deep within um the island and to to stop it from uh basically um uh creating a uh an event 
that uh, uh, could uh, potentially be disastrous. Um, so the, the Swan Station was uh, constructed over this this uh, electromagnetic anomaly to help it uh, um, to help it uh, uh, control it um, because of the excess discharge of energy. And there's a computer there, and every 108 minutes, um, uh, someone uh, at this computer station has to put in the numbers 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, and 42 uh, without without fail. Because if they don't enter this series of numbers, um, and these series of numbers are very important, um, they recur throughout the series, and um, uh, they were actually the numbers that uh, the character of Hurley won the lottery with. Uh, so these numbers in the sequence 4, 8, 15, 16, 23 and 42 uh, are very important. And uh, as I say they recur throughout um, the series and all the episodes. And um, in real life uh, after the people discovered um, that... Uh, those numbers were used to win the lottery in the fictional universe of Lost. People uh, actually used them in real life, be included, to try and win the lottery. Um, so it's kind of a, an inside joke there. And I'm sure some people have got uh, something back from that. Um, but um, they uh, when they, they go into the Swan and they discover this computer... Uh, they uh, they were able to uh, they run into a character called uh, Desmond Hume, who uh, Jack uh, had encountered and run into, uh, literally run into um, some years prior, uh, before he got to the island, before Desmond got to the island, and um, over the course of the series, we find out more about Desmond, how he got to the island. Um, about um, his girlfriend uh, Penny and um, we find out um, um, that he was once uh, trained to be uh, a, trained to be a priest um, or a monk I think maybe because um, uh, he's from Scotland and um, we also discover that um, uh, there are many different uh, there are several connections that connect all of the um, survivors, all of the, the characters um, of the main cast. They all had um, an experience of six degrees of separation with one another. Um, and um, they are very, their relationship to one another uh, is very interconnected, even though they don't realise how interconnected their stories before the island were until they land um, until they crash on the island um, but as I said uh, the character of Claire uh, uh, eventually realises that she's um, she's Jack uh, Shepard's uh, half sister um, and uh, and that's just one of the many and uh, as I say Desmond met Jack previously, and um, um, and there are many other different uh, connections. And throughout the 
the seasons, uh, we discover that on the other side of the island, there is um, a group of people um, called the Others, and they live in this um, uh, this seemingly uh, paradise uh, existence uh, in normal houses, whereas the survivors of Oceanic Flight 815 live in makeshift um, um, tents and any kind of uh, um, covering or um, place where they could they could easily construct from leaves or from trees or um, things that uh, were recovered from the from the crash from the fuselage uh, whereas these others um, who live in houses that were once um, a compound um, that was uh, once uh, used by the Dharma Initiative um, uh, and they live as if they were living a normal life but uh, they're living in seclusion um, the survivors don't really know that don't know anything about them um, until later on during, uh, about midway through the season and we get in, um, introduced to uh, Benjamin Linus um, and uh, he uh, it's when we really first meet him uh, that we find out more about um, what's going on um, uh, and what has been going on over the over the years um, uh, Benjamin Linus is played by Michael Emerson and he's a brilliant actor, a brilliant character. Uh, he's the the leader of the the others, um, and uh, he uh, he's he's trying to keep a hold of his uh, his authority. He's been there since he was a child, uh, as a young boy. He was brought there with his um, with his father, who um, answered an advert to. Uh, come and work for the Dharma Initiative um, and um, Benjamin Linus comes from he was born as his mother was dying um, uh, his uh, his mum and his dad were on the way to the hospital I think and then he was born and she died and he survived and he's, his father always resents him and holds um his her death uh, against Ben, and um, that resentment goes all the way through till uh, Ben is a, a young adult, and um, then um, we find out that um, there are other people apart from the Dharma Initiative, the former members of the Dharma Initiative that live uh, on the island. That people have been uh, being uh, have crashed on there in boats and there have been many different civilizations that have found themselves uh, on the island they've been drawn there over the years for uh, whatever reason and um, Benjamin Linus uh, we find out in flashbacks uh, um, made an agreement with these other um, survivors uh, who've been there for um, years prior uh, that live in these ancient structures uh, in, in uh, parts of the island that um, have yet to be um, discovered 
and uh, Ben uh, makes a plan with um, a character called uh, Richard to purge the Dharma Initiative uh, and to take over their um, their homes and to start again. Um, but then his uh, his plans are shaken up by uh, the arrival of um, Oceanic Flight 815 and the survivors. And um, as I was saying, there are many there are other survivors um, from Oceanic Flight 815. Uh, those that survived who were in the the tail of um, the plane and it lands in the in the ocean and um, they are able to make it to the to uh, the shore to the beach on the other side of the island from where um, the uh, the fuselage uh, and the and the um, the cockpit landed and um, those uh, um, those other survivors, um, they find their own um, um, Dharma Initiative um, hatch, their own uh, Dharma Initiative station, uh, while they're on their way to uh, finding their way to the uh, the other side of the island to try and um, discover if there's any more survivors. And at um, at one point. Um, the character of uh, Ana Lucia um, Cortez, who's played by Michelle Rodriguez, um, she uh, is on. She and uh, um, her fellow survivors um, find are on their way back. Are on their way to uh, coming into contact with um, those of the fuselage, and she uh, accidentally shoots. Um, uh, one of the, the fuselage uh, um, survivors um, Shannon Rutherford um, who at that point uh, has been having a uh, romantic relationship with Saeed um, and uh, and um, that creates, creates a lot of tension immediately uh, even though Anna Lucia didn't mean to do it um, and uh, and it was and there was there was initial um, uh, trepidation between the two survivors coming together and um, oh it's 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 absolutely brilliant um, the first few seasons um, are so complex so dense the characters are so uh, so uh, nuanced and they have so much history and so much. Of their story is revealed through, as I said, through the flashbacks, um, and then throughout the series, um, in the later seasons, we discover that uh, there is more to the island uh, than we realise. That it can actually travel through time; it can travel uh, to different parts uh, of the the world, um, and that. Um, people are have been trying to find the island for for uh, a long time and um, and then uh, people are able to leave the island but if they leave the island they may not be able to return and um, characters uh, unfortunately die along the way uh, depending on uh, what they experience on the island and um, we get introduced to 
um, many different characters, um, such as uh, Mr. Echo, who's part of the uh, the um, the tail. Um, uh, as I say, we get introduced to uh, Anne Lucia, um, uh, and um, a character called Libby Smith, uh, who's played by uh, Cynthia Waitrose. Um, and um, we get introduced to, as I say, Desmond Hume, who's played by uh, Henry Ian Cusick, um, and um, Juliet Burke, uh, who's played by Elizabeth Mitchell, who's a part of The Others, um, and Daniel Faraday, uh, the character Daniel Faraday, who's played by Jeremy Davis, who is a nervous uh, physicist who takes a scientific interest in the island. Um, and then there's Ken Long, who plays Miles Strom, uh, Rebecca Maida, who plays uh, Charlotte Staples Lewis, um, and uh, as I say, we we find as we as we lose people throughout the series, we discover even more mysteries. Um, it's one thing that um, made me uh, obsess over it, uh, like so many people, were the constant unveiling of mysteries. It was mysteries on top of mysteries on top of mysteries, and there were so many questions. And uh, everybody uh, thought, oh, there has to be an answer. Um, we were always, I was on um, internet um, chat boards. Uh, that we're talking about last exclusively and we were talking about the connections and it was in fact watching lost that got me into reading uh stephen king um because um when we get introduced to the others uh, and we find we see their perspective of the the uh, the crash of oceanic flight 815 there uh there's a book group that's ha happening at that moment and they're um and they're reviewing uh, Carrie, I believe, by uh, Stephen King because it's uh, the character of Juliet's uh, favourite book, um, and that's what really got me into reading Stephen King and the first Stephen King book that I um, that I uh, read. After that was. Uh, uh, the Gunslinger, which is part of the Dark Tower uh, series of books, um, but I could go on and on and on talking about the characters and talking about uh, all the individual stories or all the individual episodes. Um, but um, just, just, I just need to say that uh, it's a fantastic series. Um, but I and as I say, throughout the series, you had flashbacks and then there were flash forwards because. Um, some members uh, of the survivors were able to to leave the, the island, a small group. Uh, I think they were called the Oceanic Six, and they uh, reveal their story to the outside world. Um, and they uh, try and leave the island behind, but then they ultimately get drawn back. Um, um, and... Um, there's a lot of uh, sacrifices that go along uh, along the way, um, 
but uh, yeah, the, the story is absolutely fantastic. And uh, as I say, I was obsessed. I wanted to know all the answers. But when we got to the end, uh, the final episode, which was called The End, um, I must admit, uh, in the last season, uh, it was not um, uh, explicitly explained at first uh, what this season was. Um uh, what it was about and over the course of it it seemed like it was kind of a reboot of the of the series but what it really was uh, and this is probably spoilers to anybody who hasn't watched Lost but um, it seemed initially as if it was like a parallel reality from the events of a electromagnetic discharge the uh, the initial electromagnetic discharge uh, that was responsible um, for <clears throat> and what uh, precipitated the construction of the Swan Station to control the electromagnetic discharge um, from the island. Um, and yeah, people initially thought that it was a kind of like a parallel universe, parallel story, because the, all of, all the main characters were in it, but they seemingly living different lives when we get to the end the last episode uh we find out that um they're really in purgatory they're living in a reality uh where they uh are meant to live before they pass on to to the afterlife um and a lot of people initially thought when the the series of lost first started that it was a story about purgatory that the the island was an analogy for purgatory that they were dead the whole time and that everything that happened was happening in a sort of afterlife that they didn't really survive the crash of oceanic flight 815 but it was confirmed after the fact after the end of the series um and in the end episode that all the characters that we see in the sixth and final uh season were in fact dead um and that they were in a state of purgatory and in the last episode uh they all congregate within a church of all religions um and they um they pass on together um and uh initially uh, I, I didn't really like it at the at the, at the uh, to say i have to say that um it really wasn't something that I really gelled with. Um, I didn't think it was going to be well received, and it wasn't well received uh, uh, unanimously. Um, but um, over the years, I've grown to like it in a way. But I suppose it's like with every TV show, um, none of us want it all to. None of us who watch a great TV show want it to end, and when it does end, we all wish that it could have ended in a, a different way um it the the ending of lost didn't answer all the questions the lingering mysteries that were left uh the writers didn't explain um certain story points and certain uh character um beats um but that doesn't need to happen um a lot of things should be left to the imagination of the viewer um, but as I say, I didn't really initially like the ending of Lost. 
um, but uh, I can understand why they ended it the way they ended it, and they ended the writers ended it on their terms, and um, and uh, but when seen as a whole, the the story uh, and the series of Lost is a very complex, a very intriguing, a very mysterious, a very engaging, and I have to say, a very inspiring uh, story, uh, one that's inspired me. Uh, no end over the years and it always will and uh, I'm always going to have a, a a place in my heart for, for Lost because it introduced me to uh, investigating uh, different cultures, different mythologies, different writing styles, different authors, different music uh, that I'd never encountered or thought to to investigate uh, previously and I owe uh, the series of Lost and its writers and its directors uh, um, a debt of uh, gratitude for introducing me to so many things that have become so important to me in my life um, and I probably wouldn't have become the writer that I am now if I hadn't um, had the, the spark of inspiration. Um, that uh, Lost gave me um, over the course of the series and over every episode that I watched and um, yeah I look forward to, to watching the series again one day um, I watched every episode multiple times just so I could try and decode and find out the answers to all the mysteries and find out more about all the characters and as I said I was constantly on the internet every day looking for looking at uh, different theories that were posed by people and fellow fans um, but ultimately uh, some some turn out to be true some turn out to be false um, but it just showed the the, the feverish um, exuberant um, uh, frenetic um, fandom um, that surrounded the show uh, and for good reason uh, because it was a great show and um, I, uh, as I say, I look forward to watching it again from the perspective of, of, uh, of having seen it all and having, having, having uh, the knowledge of what happened to the characters, where they came from, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be uh, enjoyable to watch again one day. But I would definitely recommend it to anybody who hasn't watched it. Uh, Lost is a phenomenal TV show some absolute gems of episodes in there um, and uh, uh, there's something in it for everybody um, and uh, yeah uh, if, you, if, you, if you can if you have the means uh, either download it uh, and watch it online or buy the DVDs I'm sure you'll be able to pick them up quite cheaply now um, and uh, enjoy um, I've got to say my favourite character throughout the entire series was John Locke um, but um, Jack Shepard was, was good too um, there's many different uh, characters that were very uh, engaging and uh, held my attention and uh, and Benjamin Linus of course as well he he really uh, was, uh, was a, a great character to watch week by week because he made out like he knew everything but he didn't know as much as he played uh, play that he did so it's quite uh, but he he uh, he was a very 
uh, interesting character. But John Locke was definitely my favourite throughout the series. Uh, the uh, the man of faith, and uh, he went on a on a journey of his own, and uh, it ended very uh, surprisingly for him. Um, but of course the uh, the one thing I like about the series is that it's very poetic. Uh, the first scene of the first episode is the same as the last episode and the last scene of that last episode. And it starts with Jack, uh, the character of Jack Shepard, opening his eyes. And it ends with the character of Jack Shepard closing that same eye. And uh, I've always found that image very poetic. And uh, that's one thing that the series of Lost is. Uh, it's inspiring. It's intriguing. It's uh, wonderful, phenomenal. Um, and it's also very poetic. And uh, that's how I like to think about it. Um, but yeah. So check it out if you haven't already. Uh, but I think I'm going to leave it there for now. I uh, just want to say thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you like what you heard and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form, uh, and go to Amazon, and you'll find um, all ten of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry. Um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences, um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to uh, to the podcast, then you can do so by heading over to Patreon and searching for Mark the Poet, and uh, your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated. Um, but uh, as I was saying, I hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode, um, and I'll talk to you again soon.